Okay. How about Caruso? Sure. David. Okay. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Frank, I'm gonna send Frank some Caruso. stuff for you. I'm gonna send some stuff that I really like. I'm gonna send Frank it to Caruso. you in an email. Okay. Salud. I want you to okay. listen to Salud, some of it. Salud, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not a. All right. Watch. So what do we got? Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Lucia. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show coming at you from the city of Santa Monica, Pico Youth Center. Sitting across from me is my co-host and partner. Track of 10 music. Man, y'all did it with this one here. Woo! People love to use that quote. I'm doing it for the culture. But what culture Come on. that you talking about? American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. Won't do the research on history. bringing you that history once again. The founded fathers. Let this you know what? Whatever it is, it don't even matter. Because as long as I'm alive, I'm going to show and prove where this culture came Come on. from. And what it's really all about. I got you, my nigga. Yo, hey, yo, count the ten and then come in, shoot. Shit. What? Peace, silverback, the new Huey New. Yeah. Feel it, it's in the air. White cop with a stare. New judge. You know what that chair. is? Sean? No. Come on. I'm gonna be you like smart. that energy? Legalize my shit, and I ain't leaving the come house on. without that in my hand. Uh. And it ain't only the cops. DJ K-Slay. Ever heard of that dude? Little bitch and act like they you got to away. Like yep. It's got 110 different rap artists on here from East Coast hip. 110? Uh, rolling 110 deep. Songs like 40 minutes long. Chic Louch, Styles, Dave, Kong, even I think uh, everybody you know. Stockbrokers make a call for cocoa, smoking dope from a car. Highly recommend this song. Kush got a funky sock odor. How could you not notice I come from that rock culture? Start the squad, but they cannot coach at all. Louis Vuitton hoster. This for my niggas in the salon. On a Nicki Minaj poster. The talk's over, no drop. And that sound is brought to you by no other than old Blue Eyes himself. That's right. Sean Lewis. Certified audio professional. You know what? I'm not feeling that track. Yeah, what happened there, dude? I don't know, man. You do that. I was trying to play some mountain. You know something real. Hey, let me Man, see if let me see if I can it. find something for you. I'm not feeling let me. Way. How about this? This this might be more. Make sure you turn up my thing. Uh, this is for you. I, I did it. Did it. Yeah. You play something for me. You yeah. play something. No. Nope. Come on. Wait. Okay. I'll wait. Bitches that'll get you. Come on. It's the bitches that'll get you. It's a bitches that'll get you. You know who this is? See? Do you know who this is? It's a bitches that'll get you. Hold on. He's got an album called Wise Guy Where he plays a guy named Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings just for really? you Yeah, alright, alright, alright How about this? How about this? How about, how about this for you? Are you feeling that? If you say no, I'll go with it. All right. No, 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 not you. I'm talking to old blue eyes. Go, old blue eyes. Do you feel that? Okay, he's not. 
What about that? Wait, now, I got something for you. How about this? How about this? I, I got something completely. How about this? Turn Blue around. eyes, turn around. <laughs> Come on now. It's Sean Lewis. Every now and then I get a little bit aggro and I want to fight. Certified audio professional. Every now and then my wife tries to tell me how to cook hot dogs. Engineer for the heart. Every now and then I want to join the sea. And now I use nunchucks just to work out my aggression inside. reminds me of what? it reminds me of like middle school when they had like a uh, dance like an interpretive dance or something it was like someone uh. who got in a fucking drunk driving and died and then went to <laughs> like at a pep something. rally or a yeah lunch totally, totally where it was like trying to explain to you like why right right yeah it was like it was like a group. Yeah. Right. They would come on and do like, and they would get chairs and pretend to be drivers. Yes, totally. Right? Fucking A. Yeah, yes. dude, I do remember. That. But listen, better than that, right, of hey, course. Hey, I, I have a request. Go ahead. But, but, but no, you no, know no, what? Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 we'll go, we'll go. No, no, you no. go. No. You go. Um, what, what, what were you going to ask? I was going to request yeah. a follow-up. To what? Okay, what? Go ahead. Last week. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When sh- and when, Annie sh- when we you. bring the Duchess through. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. That's all you had to tell me. I know. Um, we got mm-hmm. one more guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. You went to go get a red line for Lucky because Lucky's passing out. Okay. So Big Pick Mike is here. He is here. He is here. And he will He's be taking air. pictures and he'll be providing uh, plenty of uh, visuals for us today. That's uh, Mike Angelo Photography. At Mike Angelo Mike Photography. Photography. Now listen, everybody. Hey, by the way. Huh? I Go. just got off a text with Lion. I told him that you guys sent your back. Oh, Lion. Yeah, how's he how's doing? He doing? He's, he's really struggling. He's I thought it was time. just better. I know. Yeah. Hard time, man. All right. And so we'll, we'll talk about that, but you guys might want to send him a text sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Thank yes. you for giving Thank us. You. All right. And now on that high note, yeah. we will now turn to one of the greatest illustrious guests of all time. All time. All time. All time. And listen, let this music breathe. Let that resonate with you for a minute, people. The greatest Ladies opera singer. Ladies and gentlemen. No. She is the Duchess. An archaeologist. A published author. Who knew personally Luciano Pavarotti. A woman of passion. A woman who likes male violent films. Her name is Auntie Sherry. And none will sleep 
none will sleep. And if you don't know why, then you are an uncultured boob. Annie Sherry, welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. Annie Sherry? Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Annie Sherry, please. um, Can you tell us what project that you're currently working on with Big Lux, O Blue Eyes, and Chumahan? Well, are you referring to the audiobook? I am. We are recording. Currently, yes. yes. And what audiobook is that? Well, we are working on the audiobook by Miyamoto Musashi, written in the 17th century, and it's called The Book of Five Rings. And, and, and what, is is, that, what is it, that about? What is The Book of Five Rings about? Well, Musashi was a very famous swordsman. And over the course of his life, he developed martial strategies to use so that he would always win the duels and fights he was in. And in fact, he never lost. And at the end of his life, he decided that he would write down all of these things that he had developed and thought important for his disciples and for people that came after him. And, and so the book is called the, uh, the Book of Five Rings. Right. And another master who never lost a battle. Yes. His name is Steve Lucky. I'm a lot. Don't. Yeah. Stop. Never lost a battle. God damn it. And. <laughs> okay. And, and Big, Big, Big Lux well, has been, mind. right, narrating this tomb, this book of sacred secrets and then annie sherry because she studies samurai film she's a a, a professor an archaeologist and basically super cultured right um she's been philanthropist and filling in the gaps a philanthropist and uh and and as a result um we have a meeting of two worlds here two worlds collide rival nations yes and it's two and it's annie sherry the duchess who is from the ivory tower of knowledge. And then we have Lucky Luciano, who had to... Stone towers. Stone towers. Of corrections. (laughs) (laughs) Who had to run away from the towers to make sure that the guards holding the guns up in the towers weren't shooting him. And um, me, you know, torn between two worlds. as He was in the buildings of justice. I was uh, in the <laughs> halls of... Uh, yes, yes, yes. From the halls of justice. From the halls of justice. From just- the ivory towers of... <laughs> from the halls of justice to the stone castles of uh, corrections. Yeah. And old Blue Eyes is from the bowels of yes, the digital but- world where he told away yes. like a digital troll. Mining, acoustic bowels. Acoustic bowels of a studio where he was laying cable really hard. <laughs> We've all come together um, to create this project. And, um, you know, Sherry, Annie Sherry, uh, she actually um, was telling me some things. She called, she, she called, and I called her at like 6 a.m. Now, first of all, Annie Sherry, do you normally get up at 6? How does that work? 
Uh, not usually, no. Yeah. And it's even more rare for me to co- be coherent at that hour. Right. She's a true academic, one of these soft liberals Academia. that gets up right whenever she feels like it. But you were up because why? Well, just because I woke up, I guess. Okay. Thank you for that exciting detail. And when we were talking, she said there were some things you said, Big Lux, that were stuck in her head. What did I say, Aunt Sherry, that got stuck in your head? It was when we were talking about fights, and you were talking about fights, and you said what you did when a fight was going on was you were looking at the edges, the periphery, mm-hmm. and I and not the main characters doing the heavy-duty fighting. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting, and I've thought about it since she's planning to be in a riot soon oh right and she's thinking like okay i got to be on the oh yeah i'm taking notes she is taking notes on your battle on your battle history do you find that big uh big lux do you find that um people of the female persuasion like to hear your war stories and they somehow resonate with them is that something that happens for you a lot i i think maybe sometimes yeah i think there's uh there's a good uh there's a lot of women out there that probably aren't really exposed to people like me on a norm and some of the stuff I've been through. And I think that maybe some women find that whole thing uh, interesting, you know? Annie Sherry, do you find that true for you? Well, sure, because it's something I know nothing about. And one of the favorite things for me is to learn new things. So I'm constantly learning new things when I'm on this program, especially when I'm listening to Steve. Right. Well, I feel the same way. I mean, I'm always learning new things from my partners, especially Chumahan. But Mm -hmm. you bring a very, um, uh, you you have a very, very particular piece that you bring to the table, Sherry. Yeah, like a verve. A pizzazz. Yeah. yeah. A pa- you, you, but your knowledge and your education and what you bring to the table is something that, you know, you, you know stuff, you know, my partner doesn't even know about, you know, what? Chumon, and you're able to really put it together. You just, uh, you know, you've walked a different path. But Annie Sherry, isn't this, I mean, let's just be real for a minute. Isn't this just another version of the, the women like a bad boy? Isn't that what we're really talking about here? Hmm. hmm. Probably, yes. Woo! Steve, Lucky, Luciano, I've never heard my Annie Sherry admit, talk, say that. That's a beautiful thing I love. She likes Clint Eastwood movies, and she likes these samurai yeah, films. Dog, she's just being honest. Right. You know? Right. That's old Blue Eyes' problem. He's too nice. Yeah. None of these women like him because he's just too nice. Do you find that? Do you find that, Sean, or am I making that up? Sure. See that? Yeah, see that? it's always a safe answer. Yeah, and Mr. Safety, safety dance over right. here, safety dance. So, Annie Sherry, um, you know, we were talking about the project, right? So, what we were into probably the second or third chapter, um, oh. whatever you would call it, um, we're talking about the techniques and everything. And Annie Sherry was saying that she was giving me producer at notes, mm. right, early in the morning. Right? Sure. I got to work out, and then I got, you know, the Duchess telling me, like, well, maybe you should. She did it respectfully but i told her you know what it's better for you to tell us some producer notes straight up and let us just react to it naturally on the show that's what makes the show and by the way i hope 
her professor and artist and rarefied elites are listening to this because this Annie Sherry, not only is she in the ivory, ivory tower, but she also gets down into the trenches with the regular people and is willing to carry the light of knowledge to us here. So Annie Sherry, um, what were some of the thoughts that you had uh, as we've been progressing? Give me one of them that you think is it's worth mentioning to the group here. Well, I believe it was Sean who last week asked me the question, how do we know what is fact? And that got me thinking to all the various issues you have when you're looking at a person who has been mythologized over a long period of time. So a lot of the facts have become exaggerated or people might have just made them up or right. somebody just likes a really good story. Right. And so how do we know what really happened and what seems to have been a myth that was told? Right. And so uh, I found that question to be very interesting. I mean, that's what happens it's to very complicated. That's what happens to Steve a lot. I mean, these stories that go around him, this mythological character who's won lots of battles, you know, sometimes it starts to be kind of like, is that even true? Could that even happen? I mean, Steve, have but you, you see, but you see, if Steve chooses to tell the truth about them, we have got him right here and we can ask him directly. Yeah, well, I've asked him directly, and sometimes it's still hard to get the truth out of him. We're not quite sure which. Okay, this guy's a man. Uh, so think, think about truth? what it is when you have to go back about three, four hundred. Big, years. big, big Lux has been under some serious interrogations, and I'm pretty certain that he's been able to navigate all that without giving up any kind of details at all. Right? Am I wrong about that? Yes. Right. You're right about that. Right. Look at that smile on my hand. Like she's like, "Oh, tell me more about the interrogations, yeah, young man." I ain't man. giving up nothing. <laughs> Good for you, Steve. Yeah. Don't you let Chumahan bully you. No, never. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, but, but as soon as we get off the, 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 the with you, he'd be back, right back to bullying me again. So I'm glad you're saying this. Family member might be able to. Hey, don't be check. using my aunt against me, Big yeah, Lux. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. So, and then another thing that Annie Sherry said was, um, she goes like this. She goes, you know, I probably won't ever raise my hand in anger against anybody in my lifetime. Hmm. And I can understand why, you know, Steve Lucky Luciano can explain how some of these martial techniques work in a fight, but I'm not going to punch anyone in the face. Mm -hmm. And yet, I do find these principles applicable to other realms. So maybe you should ask me about these other realms and uh, I can explain that or whatever. Right, Annie Sherry? Isn't that right? Well, pretty close. I mean, what I was saying was that I'm a nonviolent person. Mm -hmm. And so when he suggests ways of attacking somebody, <laughs> uh, you know, injuring them, killing them, I'm, I will never do anything like that myself. But I find Musashi very fascinating, and I find him extremely useful. I think he has very good advice and very good strategies about how I can cultivate my best self and how when I come up upon any kind of adversities, I can use things that he said. And so I think it's, you know, when you two talk, it's more literal in terms of actual fighting, you know, or maybe sports that takes place. For me, it's perhaps a little bit more philosophical or more abstract, but I can use what he's saying to my advantage. And I think he's 
very helpful it's, and i'm real intrigued with him it's absolutely i gotta tell you Aunt sherry uh it's absolutely the opposite of what you think for me i'm not really paying attention to the um fighting tactics because i'm familiar with the fighting tactics it automatically resonates what he's saying I know that to be true. It makes sense very quickly and clearly. I'm looking past it because what he's talking about has everything to do with life. Right. Everything we talk about in his war tactic is the surface to me. I'm I'm mm-hmm. listening and reading everything he's saying on a much deeper deeper level. I'm looking at it as navigating through business relationships with my son and daughter, how I balance and navigate through life. Um, um, it's, it's really, it's like 90% life skills. What he's talking about to me is registering his life skills. You know, reading people's opponent, their rhythms, um, confidence, uh, acting, uh, fainting, All this stuff is navigating through relationships and with people and business. And that's how I see it. The the actual tactics of fighting is, yeah, you know, know, of course. But that's that's not where the juice is coming from for me. That's not really where I'm applying. Does that make sense? Like, I'm taking his lessons. I'm not gonna go out there and fight. I fought a long time ago when I was young. I'm taking all this stuff and it's completely all about how can I use this in my life now in dealing with people, in dealing and strategizing in business yeah, and all the different people that I deal with. So, Oh, um, Blue Eyes, you had a look of something on your face. Can you please share it? I think that was admiration. What do you mean? Because what he was saying is, uh, you know, it's like, I think when you're fighting or like when things come down to that, like physical... It's it's much more simple. Like you forget everything. Sure. You forget everything in that moment. And like with life and other these other things, they're so it's so complex and it's so played out that the that's where you need the most guidance. That's where you need to remember things and like I don't know, you need strategy in life and like uh, with with fighting it's like it's over <laughs> in a flash. It, it is over in a flash. And let me be clear about something a uh, uh, Sherry and even to my partners here. Sherry, I was picked on all the ways into the seventh grade. I was picked on. I was beat up. I was coward. I ran. My father never showed me how to fight. He beat up on me too. Um, and I was a bully. I mean, I was bullied. My Most of my life through grade school and the beginning of junior high. And I was scared. And I got to tell you, man. People think I'm some brave guy, and I am still inside scared every time I've had an altercation. Every time I've had a fight, an altercation, I was scared. Now, for the plain simple fact that I've had so many physical fights over and over and over again, and I've gotten my ass handed to me as many times as I've won, I'm just not um, like... Getting beat up does no longer concerns me. I'm not scared to get beat. So I don't, I approach a fight like I'm, I'm a fight. I might still have that same feeling inside, but I no longer fear the physical conflict. I've, I've gotten beat up and beat up enough times and beat, beat up enough time that I know like 
I could get it as well as give it out. And the physical altercation doesn't doesn't hurt. Never hurts when it's happening. You don't feel it until the next day. So, but I'm not brave. I'm just not, I'm no longer af- afraid to take one to throw one. Does that make sense? But I, I still, I'm yeah. not some brave guy that was like, oh, fight it. No, I just got, I got so, I got took so many beatings and gave some that I no longer am intimidated with physical, what you're going to do to me physically. Mm-hmm. So, and that came from just so many of them that finally was just like, whatever, man, what do you want to get them up? I might get a tooth knocked out, I might break my, whatever, man. Like, that doesn't concern me anymore. But I'm not some brave guy. I'm not like a brave guy. If, if something isn't right, and I'm going sta- to stand up. I'm not, like, the physical pain isn't going to back me and scare me away. But it did for a long time in my life, and it was just me getting beat up and fighting so much that finally it became like, I don't, I'm not really intimidated by us having a physical confrontation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. I'll fight whoever is going to stand in my way. They're going to have to fight me. So and, basically what you're saying though is, but is that still inside. I'm not like, I still have that fear that runs inside of me as always. I don't know that that ever really goes away. I don't know if Muhammad Ali had that actually go away. Like, I don't know that anybody stepped into a ring or a fight or a battle. But what it sounded like uh, I was hearing from you was you get beat up enough times and you live past it. You start to, on some level, realize it ain't the end of the world to lose a fight or to get beat up. Like, and that stops becoming because I know a lot of people. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. When you have enough fights, you realize in the midst of a fight, you don't like stop in the middle and go, I mean, if somebody kicks you in the nuts, you're going to bend over. But other, right. you're not feeling any of that shit. You right. have a broken hand or a broken right. nose, and you don't feel it during the fight. Right. Because of the adrenaline. Right. Uh, Aunt, <clears throat> Annie Sherry, what are you hearing here? I mean, you're hearing about a guy who, who, you know, I bring out some of the illustrations. It's no secret uh, to kind of connect your life to the, to, the, to the five rings for people who... You know, maybe hearing the five rings for the first time and wanting to hear a little bit about how this relates to a world, a real world interaction. But I'm, I've also kind of told Annie Sherry, like, you know, for her, right, where she says, I'm basically a pacifist. You know, I would think I want to know specifics for her where M- Musashi also connected to her real world experience. Right. Where would one of his platitudes, because it's really, you know, one of the things that's really frustrating for me is we live in a society where, you know, people say spiritual shit or platitudes all day, mm-hmm. right? But tell me how it applies to a specific event. Tell me about your event. So, Annie Sherry, right? This is your platform now for the world, international audience, a specific, an actual thing where. You're, you're, you're working against something, struggling, challenged by, and something Musashi says helps you. Well, one of the things that he talks about is it's important to set high standards. And 
I can relate to what Steve was saying because when I was a child, I was very shy and very timid and very afraid to do, do things. And at a certain point in my life, I thought, I don't want to be that kind of person anymore. And so I had to do this mental and physical training, which is what he's talking about a lot of the times, to make myself be more self-confident and more outgoing. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to be able to travel around the world. And if you're a shy and timid person and afraid, you're not going to go do something like that on your own. And so little by little, I reached the point where I became temporarily fearless. I mean, I can go any place pretty much in the world now and have not understand the language, not understand the culture. And it, I'm not afraid. I'm not bothered by this anymore. Listen. Because what I've realized is that it's sort of, it's like what the Dalai Lama says all of us want to be happy. And when you realize that underneath all that veneer of manners or culture or what kind of food you eat or what religion you practice, we're all basically the same. And that takes away the fear and the timidity. Mm-hmm. And, makes, and it also makes you open to all kinds of experiences. So when he also talks about the value of observation and intuition. Well, that's something that I apply all the time, especially when I'm traveling and so, with so, people who are strangers. All right, so let me let me help uh, give a little bit of a, a an example, a masterclass. When I say specifics, okay, I really mean specifics. And Sherry, how old are you? Seventy-seven. See that? That's. Bravery. God, That's the yeah. Musashi well, bravery. Well, you know what that is because I, most women are not going to answer their age. You ask their age, right? You can't tell it by and looking that, at it. Sherry, for crying out loud, Sherry, I I gotta be honest with you. I had I I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say that you were sixty, right? Oh, now 60, she's going to tell her sister right every day. Yeah, I thought you just said yeah. that. She's going to go back to her sister. Like, You're gorgeous. You're don't look a day woman. over 60. No, don't look absolutely. a day. Anyway, listen, back past all that. Now, look, at, here's the deal. So she's 77. Okay, and when she says travel. You make 77 look great. I mean, not 77 is all early, but you, you look beautiful. <laughs> you look great. Quote, hey, you make you. Gloria Steinem, this is what 77 looks like. Man. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, Gloria. And tell everyone who Gloria Steinem is because that's a, that might be a reference that we don't get. <laughs> well, one of the most important American feminists of the 20th yes, century. Right. Yes. For those people who that Gloria say that, Steinem is. Yeah, the Hyman. Gloria Hyman. 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 Steinem. <laughs> Steinem. It's Hyman. It's Hymick. It's listen, her real it's name. Gloria Hymick. It's no. it's actually Stephanie Piccolo. Okay, go on. Anyway. So anyway, the thing is is <laughs> So Annie Sherry, okay, she's 77, right? And it wasn't too long ago, she and I traveled too, mm. okay? Bhutan. That's a 77. She made a- Bhutan I, sounds like a sandwich. It is kind of like a sandwich. It's sandwiched in the Himalayan mountains. Oh, okay, Bhutan, okay. Bhutan. Yeah, it's, be, it's between China and India, so it really yeah, is. Yeah, it really all is the Himalayan. Two, all right, it is. Right, superpowers. Right. All yeah. it is. All That's it, where I've always wanted to go. That, to me, is the sacred land. Well, it's really cold. I'll tell you that. Okay, Can I have you, a down jacket. Uh, I have a North Face. You know what? Okay, all right, on. listen. 
So this this Annie Sherry of mine in her 70s, she's traveling in Bhutan, in the Himalayas. Now, you got to understand this. There's one fucking road in this entire continent, country, right? And it's a mountain road that's windy. Yeah. Right? And so she's on this little bus with this with this guy at Sewan. Hey, Sewan, if you're listening in Bhutan. Okay. Hey, it no, it wasn't a tuk-tuk. No, 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 but okay. it was like a um like a European minibus, okay. right? So we're hitting all these different places. Hitting like, corners. Listen, by the way, the weed, marijuana grows right on the side of the roads uh, there. And nobody's trying to smoke it. No one's even tripped. No one cares. It's like whatever. Okay. And, Sean, they have people building the road living. Like it's so far out that these Indians from India are hired, these laborers. They have tents and they live in the sh- on the shoulder building the road with their family. Right. The mom, the boat. Really, it's yeah. crazy, right? And Sherry's just tooling around up there, you know, in the front seat with Saywan with the fucking map and you know what? It's sheer cliffs on both sides and all this stuff, right? Yaks, big fucking yaks. This woman, right? So she wants me to see what a real Buddhist monastery looks like. And I'm talking about right. like the big ones, right? Yeah. The really big fuckers. And it's like <laughs> it's like what Tibet was before China invaded it. Okay. Uh, she hikes up. I don't know. How long was that hike up the mountain? Are you talking about going up to the tiger's nest? I'm talking about where we spent the night at that place. Oh, oh. Well, it, you know, it depends on how slow or fast a hiker you are. Listen. For me, it took about seven or eight hours, I think. Okay. I mean, I think you could have got up it in half that time. Okay, and Sherry, when I'm talking to you and I throw that to you, right, you just tell me a distance or a time. You don't have to qualify anything. You, and when, when I'm selling these pancakes, I got you to try to, like, make it sound even as crazy as it was. Because she had, right, did you have, a, like, a knee trouble or something, too, on top of all that? You had two sticks. You were climbing with two sticks. Well, I mean, it's a rough terrain. I, I wanted sticks. I don't, when you're, you know, you don't want to fall in situations yes, like yes, that. Say, yes, what yes. am I, the crazy one? Yeah. She doesn't want to fall. When you ski, you have two sticks. Yeah, she's got fall, two so sticks. She's walking with sticks. Right, you go like this, you have two sticks. Right. So she goes up there and she's climbing up the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm with her and it's probably, you know, maybe four miles, mm-hmm. right? Up, not down, up, right, straight right, up. Right. We get to the fucking top of this thing. Right? And we get up there so late that we had to spend the night at the monastery. We didn't bring sleeping bags. We didn't bring jack shit. And this monastery's got fleas. It's got everything in it. And there's these two little monks, right, uh, that were boiling rice on a giant cauldron with fucking chili and all this other bullshit in it. And we ate that and we slept there the night and it was freezing balls, bro. It was cold as fuck. Addie Sherry, how did you sleep on that hard stone floor at the top of the monastery? Well, what choice did I have, Chumahan? She slept well. <laughs> she slept. <laughs> and then when we when came- you're tired, you can sleep anywhere, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a deep sleep, but I mean, I wanted I wanted to be as rested as I could be yeah. because then I knew I had to go back down it the next day. And we oh. did go back down it the next day. And a horse was killed by a snow leopard. When we were up there. It was, wow. it was a cult. It was a cult. A cult. A cult was killed by someone. Okay, so listen. My whole point in saying that is, is that this woman is so fucking tough. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, yeah. She goes up and down, and she does canoe journeys, 
right? With with the all right. Tribe. She said that. Yes, she's all about she the canoes. She goes in and out of the water yeah. in a canoe. No, she jumps in the water and jumps back into the canoe. Lifts herself up through it. A lot of people can't do that. He talks about you like you're like 90, Sherry. <laughs> he talks about you like she jumps actually in the canoe. And I don't, of course she does. No, no, no. There's a lot. No, no, no. There's a lot of seven. There's a lot of 65 year olds I know can't do that shit. I understand that. My dad died at fucking 50. I understand that. But Sherry's, to, I mean, look at Sherry. I understand that. But listen, she is also able to. How do I say this delicately? She's also able to take care of all of life's and nature's needs in the middle of nowhere. And she doesn't bitch or complain about it yeah. at all. I wouldn't expect a woman like her to bitch and complain. Yeah, Sherry, when are you going to be down in Los Angeles again? Well, I'm actually going to be down on Saturday. Next Saturday? Yeah, we're doing a this whole... This coming Saturday, but it's a very brief trip. Wait a minute. While we're at Esteban's? No, yes. Oh. Maybe we should invite her to stop by. Maybe. Oh, Annie Sherry, we're doing a show, a big show, and there's going to be lots of artists and everything. And you might, she might be with King Salmon and and Little Salmon, okay. Salmon Junior. Uh, so you leave them outside. I'll, They'll be I'll, fine in the car. Right. I'll give, I'll give her the address, yeah. and if she wants to drop, yeah, by, yeah. Can. If you want to come by, we're going to be at an art show. I was going to find out when you were going to be down on a different note because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to treat for lunch and get these oh, headphones okay. off. So when okay. uh, maybe another point in time when you're down, yes. I'd love to treat this you to lunch. This one's a bit time. rushed. But if you're okay. in the neighborhood, please feel free to come by. So, all right, so, okay. all right, so. Back so, to the five rings. Listen, so five rings, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing this. And let's give everyone, can you have a piece of the five rings that you can give them a sense of the Steve uh, Lucky Luciano magic in the narration? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll give you a little tidbit. But what I did want to say real quick before we do Yeah, do it. Is... This, listen, what? if Aunt Sherry has made her life about investigating and educating herself on, look, at she's putting out a book on the canoes. Right. She's researched and made a life of the samurai warrior life. Right. Somebody like that is constantly challenging themselves. This is why they find this important. They ask, that's it. To her, this is, it's aspiring in a sense. Yeah. To be that. Yeah. So she may not be a violent person or a person that's going to die, but she's going to find her own grit within what she does. She's going to have a warrior. warrior. Warrior is about a spirit more than anything. That's true. She doesn't have to beat anybody mm -hmm. up, but she's going to bring that warrior to perseverance and pushing through. And the things she does, she's going to do it with the spirit of a warrior. She ain't going to be a pussy. She couldn't be this far into this thing and... <laughs> And 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 love it and want to know and but and then turn around and like every time the wind blows she's over here falling down and, and wiping her knees off no right. she's gonna go and make it happen am I right and Sherry yes you're right <laughs> it's my just, favorite favorite word I just, from a woman yeah she, yes you're right and I also love that in that there was like a super pro feminist like um, empowerment discussion there but yet you also managed to work in the word pussy in the thing and I could see on my aunt's face she was with you and then like that P word came out she's like oh that was a little <laughs> she was still but, with okay. me yeah Annie Sherry can you Let me give you a little flavor of what this sounds like <laughs> so yet all of you can get a taste listen it's not anything I haven't heard that's before. right this is a woman of <laughs> of astute 
uh, experience in life. She's walked the planet with two sticks. Well, so especially when I'm around Chumo and I have a high right, tolerance right. of a lot of things. That's right. You have a Wait, high tolerance for a lot of things. All right, let's, oh, <laughs> just throws me under the bus. This is a little tidbit. All right, go ahead, please. So please. Shh. Was coming. Everyone, shh. First of all, in general, people demonstrate an inadequate understanding of the principles of martial strategy. For example, they exercise their fingertips or wrists in order to be able to engage such subtle arts as use of a folding fan. They compete to see who's fastest in moving their forearms. They also try to gain advantage by mere speed and training with the bamboo sword. Try to become as skillful in hand and leg movements merely by increasing the speed of their techniques. In my martial strategy, you must engage the actual life-threatening combats. You must become aware of the differences between life and death. You must learn the way of the sword. You must be able to gauge the level of your opponent's ability, and you must constantly study to defeat your opponents. Thus, Trifling matters have no place in my teachings. You will quickly find that the superficial techniques mean nothing, particularly during actual armored combat. So, wow, Luciano Pavarotti of audiobooks, the Luciano. Steve Luciano of audio. <laughs> now, that was just a tidbit. We must have you. You will tune in, and you can get much more of those golden nuggets <laughs> via right. me, Chumahan, Sean, and the illustrious, gorgeous, intelligent Aunt Sherry. Tune in. Annie Sherry, you have the final word. Yes, Annie Sherry. Please. It's all. It's always a pleasure to spend time with the group of you down there. It. Uh, it's a high point in my week. I uh, we enjoy it too, and I just as soon as your face comes on that screen, it just lights up the room, and, and we have a lot. Of, I have a lot of respect for you, Sherry. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Annie Sherry, uh, her book, Canoe Culture, coming soon to uh, Amazon, being published by, who's publishing it? Don't say the name now. Don't say the name now. Uh, but we have huge, huge managers and literary agents knocking down her door. Also, Annie Sherry, um, she will be in los angeles this weekend signing uh her book uh neo-assyrian women and uh also doing some anime any hentai you gonna be seeing any hentai any any sherry any what hentai are you gonna be watching any hentai as part of the anime what's hentai never mind thank you whoa it's you know what? Forget I even said that. Don't look it up on Google. Yeah, definitely. After the show, do don't you dare. No, no I'll, I, I'll be focusing on the anime of uh, Miyazaki Hayao, 
There's a great big exhibition of his works at the Museum of the Academy of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles. And I'm going there with my two nephews who are great anime enthusiasts and have introduced me to it. What is the name? Miyazaki is the greatest animator alive today. What is the name of the his hit anime? What he's known for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what is he known for? Well, probably my neighbor Totoro <sighs> is one. Um Ponyo is another. Um This this listen, you try it. This is my aunt, okay? She is a lover of art and culture. Um, so, oh, great. So if you want to see any share, you want her to sign your posters and everything, she's going to be at the Museum of what? Movies and Music? No, it's the Academy, Museum of the Academy of Motion Pictures. Got it. You know. Big Lux, big, I mean, uh, Oh Blue Eyes, um, Sean at Move Media, Move, what is it? Move Mental. Oh, movemental.media. Dot media. Right. Tell me real quick, um, what's going on, uh, who, what podcast have you recorded besides this one, of course? Um, Just give us I a don't, little taste. Just give us a little taste on how to sell pancakes. Is it true? Is it true that you may or may not be in talks with... It's true. Is that true? Wait, the rumors are true. Are the rumors true? The rumors are true. Am I even allowed to say who you're talking to right now in terms of developing the podcast? <sighs> Can I actually say sure, the word? why not? The... The relatives of? Okay, we'll leave it there. Okay, okay let's okay. not go any further. Let's, let's okay. shh, shh. everybody. But you better get in there. Hit me up. Hit him up. Um, hardluckshow.com, right? Art of War. Five rings coming soon in. Sherry, Steve Lucky, Luciano, Don't forget Blue about Eyes, Chumahan. Don't forget about Proto episode. LA Crime Mixtape you can cop right now. And cop. That's cop. right. Art of you War. You can cop it. Art, Art of War. And Art of War, you can cop right now. Right, right. And Proto Episodes, just, I mean, you probably it's probably live right now. You're right. listening to this, it's live. Right. Hey, let me tell you something else. Uh, Sean is on uh, chapter two of the documentary where Sean and I delve deep into Matt King's claim that he could read people's minds. That's right. It actually happened here first. That's right. That's right. And uh, Ovando Bo and LLP, we wear braids to court. Uh, let the tomahawks you know what, fly. Bro? Huh. I'm kind of pissed off. Why? Because we didn't get around to talking about the the, the story. Yeah, the story. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna keep it going. This is gonna be okay. further whatever. I was telling a story about a client who was born homeless, raised by a homeless woman, had no paperwork, and came into my office at the age of 56, saying, "Can you help me get a birth certificate?" That's a true story. Okay. Calco, uh, is there anything you want us to plug? Oh, Pulpo Beard Oil. Pulpo. Pulpo. <laughs> and uh, you, uh, what we do about this time. Adios, amigos. And to all of Annie Sherry's friends, you are lucky to know her, and you need to listen to this episode and study it because there's hidden gems there. She is regal.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.